1: on today's show.
0: We take a preview of the Houston Rockets that shoot a lot of three-pointers.
1: And Locked On Hornets live tonight at 6 o'clock p.m. We'll give you a preview of what's going on on the YouTube.
0: We talk more Hornets before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. You are Locked On Hornets.
1: You are locked Locked On Locked On Hornets. Your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team Every day. And welcome into Locked On Hornets on this Tuesday, Charlotte Hornets news and analysis in your podcast feed every day whenever you need it. I'm Doug Branson, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, David Walker.
0: Football season is halfway to completion with the college football championship. Doug, did you stay up and watch that?
1: Halfway to completion.
0: Well, I mean, you know, like one 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 level is done now. Now the Super Bowl is up next, of course.
1: I I'm just stalling because I did not watch this game. I feel ashamed. I either. Should I, I feel? Either. I feel should I feel bad? Because uh, Mark, I, I was just on the Mark Paschal show on ninety four point three, the game in Greenville, North Carolina, and uh, he asked me the same question. And I knew the question mm. was coming because I feel like yeah. everybody, you know, when I, when a game is is that epic, that question is going to come up. And I did not watch well, the, the game.
0: The great thing about living in today's <clears throat> world that that we live in, with you know, replays and whatnot, you can find that game. <laughs> now, you not, can find it, Doug. I'm not going to do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no. The great thing about having kids is that you always have a great excuse. I don't, but you do. Oh,
0: yeah, exactly. No, I, I don't. mine. Feel free to use uh, no. one of on.
1: mine uh, my my excuse was that I was uh, very tired had to get up early and uh, I have no interest in college football no, right, I here would here's the thing I would it would have been a total sham I would have not I would have had to like I would have been googling players the entire time trying to catch up I mean I haven't watched college football all year I'm just not a fan yeah that's fine is that okay so no, is okay that okay with you David
0: we're, so we're gonna break down the college football national championship uh, for you guys this morning.
1: Now we're going to talk some Hornets because we are it's part right. of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Head over to iTunes, search Locked On, and find podcasts on the NFL, golf, fantasy sports. It's the fastest growing podcast network in the world. One other thing, David, uh, I, I subscribe to chaos theory, meaning that had I watched that game or had you watched that game, there would have been a significantly different outcome. So what I'm saying is you and I are responsible for the greatest college football game ever played. You're welcome. You're welcome, world. Um okay, let's let's get to some Hornets basketball tonight. The Hornets take on the Houston Rockets in Houston. Um if you haven't watched the Houston Rockets this season, they are very good and they are very good because they shoot a lot of three-pointers and they've they've basically their their top their top 6 players in terms of minutes played are are all shooting over 35% from 3 except James Harden of the 6. James Harden is their worst three-point shooter and he's still an excellent three-point shooter David this uh, for a team in the Charlotte Hornets that gives up a lot of three-pointers this is going to be a tough matchup.
0: Yeah, if only James Harden could make up for that in other ways. Um, you know, right. he wouldn't be such he wouldn't hamstring. He's a <laughs> he's
1: a burden on the team. <laughs>
0: uh yeah, Doug. I mean, that's gotta be the thing that jumps out to you, right? We've talked about the Hornets inability to to defend the three pointers giving up so many threes a game. I mean I have been looking at for this matchup on the horizon for quite some time now, just in fear, just kind of trembling and uh, shivering and uh, uh, <laughs> this is coming. Uh because on paper it sounds terrifying and it looks terrifying because you're right they hit and make a lot of threes um and james harden is the captain of that ship i mean everyone is talking about russell westbrook and for good reason but like you said if you have not watched harden on the rockets much this season i mean he's right there as far as like mvp conversation and so that's uh you know that's an issue i mean the three-pointer i think it, it, it it may not be the story of the game tonight, but I mean, it seems to reason that's going to be the biggest factor.
1: Well, I mean, you know, San Antonio is very good at shooting the three point shot, and the Hornets were for at least uh, two and a two and two thirds quarters able to uh, keep them at bay. Uh, so, sure. you know, if they can keep, uh, you know, Corey Brewer who is probably the 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 uh, Davies Bertans or maybe Sam Decker. I don't know how well he can shoot threes, but maybe if you can if you can contain Sam Decker, maybe the Hornets have a shot at this game. Well,
0: uh, yeah, I mean, look, we talked about how well the Spurs move the ball. I mean, the Houston Rockets are second in the league in assists per game. They lead the league in three-pointers made, not the Golden State Warriors, not the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, so, you know, they're up there and second in points per game at 115. Uh, per Doug and I mean you look at the defense the Hornets have given up as of late you know scoring hasn't been the problem until that Spurs game it's been the defense but it's it's
1: not it's not the way that the Houston Rockets move the ball and they certainly do that and that's because they've got players in James Harden in Eric Gordon that are masters of of, of penetration so they can get the ball into the paint and then move it out and, and start to rotate it around to their various three point shooters but that's not the scary part the scary part of the Houston Rockets is is their ability to spot up from deep, from deep, deep, from the way deep, from 20,000 leagues uh, under the sea deep. And uh, that's that's what's really killing teams. I mean, Ryan Anderson, uh, James Harden, they can do these one-two dribble pull-ups uh, from 27, 28 feet that are essentially unguardable. And if you're the Hornets who don't even like to really play aggressive defense at the perimeter anyway because you're trying to stop that penetration? could be, If they're hot, that's what I'm saying. Here's the thing. I don't think this game is unwinnable. Why? Because... Certainly not. Here's why. Because those looks are going to be open. Those deep three-point looks are going to be open for the Rockets. And it's almost like if the Hornets lay lay little mouse traps for the Houston Rockets. Yeah, yeah, take those deep threes. You've been making them all season. You've been making them all well, season, James. And then if I mean, they start a, to miss, the Hornets can take advantage.
0: Yeah, okay. I mean, but
1: that's
0: the terrifying part, Doug. Well, I mean, these, but the, that's the, the, the Hornets, gamble. I'm that's the gamble sure. you have yeah, to make. They're, I don't know if they're, they haven't been trying to give up these looks, but they're giving up these looks regardless. And with a team that just you know feeds off of those, yeah, I mean they're going they they want those looks, they need those looks, and we're going to give you it to want me them. The on that are, wall. <laughs> exactly. You
1: need me on that wall.
0: I mean, the reason the three point works both ways, I think, you know, in the in the wins, the Houston opponents are shooting just thirty three percent from three, and those losses. So when Houston goes down, the opponent is shooting forty six percent from three. So that's why I think. You know, another thing going against the Hornets—they just haven't been able to shoot the three that well. And you can see when the Rockets do lose, their opponents are able to get some success from the three-point line. So, um, it's going to come down to. You mentioned Eric Gordon too. I mean, we should talk about him. He has been amazing off the bench, and we've seen how the Hornets' bench has struggled in areas, especially with guys who can come in like a Lou Williams. who we talked about a couple weeks ago for the Lakers, but Gordon's made more three-pointers than anyone in the league this year, Doug.
1: I expect. Michael Kidd Gilchrist to get a lot of minutes in this game because I, I think they're going to want him on that bench unit to guard Eric Gordon in those situations.
0: I mean, who else and would you put out? them I in? Mean,
1: I don't know. That's that's what I'm yeah. saying. I, I think I think MKG <laughs> plays 35 plus minutes in this game, and then we haven't mentioned Montrez Harrell, who yeah. has you know not a name that that comes up immediately, but he's shooting. <laughs> He's shooting fifty yeah. for, percent from three, but he's not doing. He doesn't take many of them, but he's not doing his damage from three point from the three point line. He's doing his damage in transition. I mean, he's their go to uh, guy in terms of finishing in transition, and, and they do that a lot as well. So offensively, they just have so many weapons. And oh, hey, by the way the last 10 or so games they've been playing top 10 defense as well and that's led sure. by Patrick Beverly, you know at the point i mean he's you know, he's he's an amazing defender and, and they've got the size to defend as well so uh this is you know i don't want to i don't want to mince words i don't want to act like this is going to be um you know an absolutely winnable game it's a, it's I, I would put this at somewhat winnable
0: well i would say this um the Hornets are coming off a loss in which they did not play well to, to end the game. They've had a couple of days off, which work, tends to work in their advantage. Um, they are on the road. I mean, on the downside, you know, Houston has won eight in a row. <laughs> so they're on a bit of a hot streak. And, um, you know, during that hot streak, they've hit 38 more threes than their opponents. So um, When Toronto,
1: in their last game, Toronto had them, the, the Raptors, who have been playing extremely great basketball, had them, you know, against the ropes, and Mm -hmm. and Houston was able to come back and win that game and score, you know, 120-plus. So that's the thing. The the Houston Rockets, like the San Antonio Spurs the other night, never out of the basketball game.
0: But don't you think the Hornets are going to have to score? I mean, I can't see them just... I don't know. I mean, do you think they they can outscore? I, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, they will give up points. They'll give up about 107 points a game to the Houston Rockets, but... It's like, do you think the Hornets can either outscore, or can they just limit them enough to where they, you know, the Hornets can get over that hundred point mark enough to to top whatever they can hold the. the well, l-
1: to? so let's take a look at their last two games, okay? So Houston at Toronto, final score one twenty nine, one twenty two, and you look at the free throw attempts, thirty one free throw attempts for Houston, and they make them at an alarming rate, twenty six of thirty one in this game, okay? Look at. Their their previous game against Orlando in Orlando, that final score one hundred to ninety three, significantly less scoring. Okay, let's mm-hmm. look at the free throw attempts. Only twelve for Houston, seven mm-hmm. of twelve from the line. That to me, that's that's going to be the key uh, to stopping this team. And when you look at it, Houston has made more free throws this season one hundred and seventy seven than their opponents have attempted. So if you're the Hornets, you've got to get to the line, but more importantly, you have to do the one thing well, there's there's several things, but one of the things that Steve Clifford really wants this team to do is to guard without fouling. Very sure. tough when you when you're playing against a guy like James Harden who has turned getting fouled into ballet, sure. into an yeah. art, into something, you know, you you put on a monocle and a suit to go watch. But he's he's very good at it. And you know, but you have to stop that because that's the key to slowing down this Houston offense and giving the Hornets offense, who, by the way, will be with most likely listed as doubtful right now, will be without Nick Batum. And you may have you may have seen against San Antonio the effects that Nick Batum has on this offense. Only scored eighty five points. Uh, you know, th- they'll have to get some more shooting from other guys, but uh, they're going to have to keep the score down if they want to win the game. If I'm saying if if the Rockets score uh, over. The hundred and five. This game is is all but done.
0: They got to have somebody off the bench counteract Gordon. I mean, and, and not just that. I mean, they got to have somebody off the bench play not, better than than they did against the Spurs.
1: Not just against Houston, though, David. I, I think they need somebody off no. the bench to really become an impact player at this point. Because I was I was kind of looking back over the schedule. So look, we you know the Hornets are twenty and eighteen right now. Last season they were eighteen and twenty. So they're pacing better than they were. We know yeah. the Hornets traditionally. They, they get off to a little rough start and, and that rough start turns into a rougher start and then they pick things back up in, in mid to late January and then make that huge run in February and March. This is what the Hornets do, okay? But they've always had players, they've either made a trade for a guy that that stepped up and, and made them a better team offensively or they've had a guy uh, who they already had on their roster step up and make big plays. Last season, you remember, they won those three... Uh, really tough overtime victories. One was against uh, Utah. That was the 50-point game for Kemba. The 40-point game for Kemba against Orlando in the overtime victory. And then, of course, the miracle after midnight. And that really kept them afloat until they got some guys back and could make their run. But one player that stepped up in that interim that came out of nowhere was Troy Daniels who yep. hit the shot for the miracle after midnight, who had 17, 18 points against Orlando. They are going to have to have that performance from a bench player, uh, I think, if they're going to keep things afloat until Nick Batum can get back and they make this home stretch coming up. Uh, whether that's Jeremy Lamb, Marco, Marco Bellinelli's got to get back into a rhythm, or, or maybe... And we're going to talk about this guy tonight, but Ramon Sessions has to play. I mean, this was a guy I thought could, could come in and give them 17 on a given night. It's not happening. Well. Uh, it's not happening. I mean, he can't get over the nine-point mark. Uh, something's got to give on this Hornish Benz, got to have somebody step up, get aggressive, and take and make shots.
0: You mentioned Marco, I think he's, he, that's the first guy you look to and he's due to kind of, you know, pop out of this mini slump. He's got since coming back from the injury Uh, tonight would be a great, (laughs) great night to do it. Maybe the spirit of the three point shot, will find him again, you know, being in Houston where, where it's so friendly it's so friendly to shoot those threes, I think. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tough one, Doug, but, but you know, um, the Hornets have surprised us and look, look, look. Hornet starters were Spurs starters the other night, right? I mean, that was that was it was right there. So you gotta have some toughness from that second unit. Cliffords preached it um, all season across the board. And and they typically this is what we've seen over the last year and a half. They typically have rebounded when um, when called upon, like mentally rebounded, physically rebounded, you know what I mean? Bounce back from from poor play. So if you're gonna look from anything, you'd think that maybe they come out with a little more intensity tonight, like I said, with a few days' rest and they can give the rockets a good go. And
1: they have to do something to prove that a trade isn't necessary. Because I think, you know, on the on the scale of it being necessary or or would kind of help, I think a trade is right now necessary. But it's not de- that's the thing. A trade isn't desirable. When you're when you're in the position that the Hornets are in with Unattractive assets, both in terms of performance and money off the bench. You don't want to give up any of your young core in in your starting rotation, and I don't think any team really wants to give up picks. You don't you don't want a trade to be necessary. That's not a great bargaining position to be in. You're going to end up, you know, overpaying for for any trade that you make, and so the Hornets really have to they they have to perform in a way that makes the trade. Um, desirable and not necessary, as opposed to necessary and not desirable. Does that make any sense, David?
0: Mm, complete sense. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, on Twitter, uh, our friend Twiggy saying, "I like the show better when you're angry or disappointed with the team." Listen, the the anger sells, David. It's the first take philosophy. We gotta we gotta let really let it flow through. Let you. it flow through. Yes, yes. Um. Anyhow, hey, Locked on Hornets is live tonight, folks, and if you haven't had a chance to watch us on YouTube, uh, tonight's the night. It's going to be a really fun show full of uh, video, and uh, you'll, you'll see me, you'll see David, you'll see Justin. We'll probably uh, tease Justin at some point. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Justin became an Alabama fan all of a sudden last night, and then they lost oh, and he became a Clemson <laughs> As soon as Florida State went out, he had the. To... no, I'm just kidding. I'm just get Justin if you're listening. I'm just kidding. He's uh, not listening. He's not listening. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Locked On Hornets is live tonight on YouTube. We're going to be talking about Kimba Walker's All Star chances. Are they oh, slipping? Boy. Are they slipping away? David is our. He's got a PhD in in All Star game. So in All Star weekend. So he's going to be uh, breaking it down for us. Uh, our Our Kimba Walkers, despite the great promotions. That the Hornets have done, despite people rallying around him on Twitter, uh, it, it looks more and more like it, it could be a dangerous situation for Kimball Walker's all-star chances. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, we'll talk with Nick Denning from at thehive.com who says, this team is better than they're playing right now. We'll ask him, are they? <laughs> That's going to be my first question, David. Are they, they better? Um, because right now they're not playing like it. Uh, but, you know, I talked about this with, with Mark on uh, this morning on 94.3 The Game. I think it's easy to be disenchanted with this team because some of the expectations going into the season were locally, they were high, and nationally they were low. And so oh, yeah. then when that happens and then the team underperforms, I think it's easy as a local fan to be like, oh, God, here we go. They were just, they're were they just proving the national people right. And especially after they had that hot start to begin the season, and you go, yes, see, national guys, you don't know what you're talking about. And then things start to unravel. <laughs> and, and but that's –
0: and that's the difference, though, and I'm sure Nick will hit on this: is the start they had, you know, because, like you said a little earlier, they tend to round into form what around this time of year, in February or so, and trying to and and kind of get in a groove. But they've had to make up; they've had to crawl out of holes the past couple of years, as I as I recall, and not. Correct me if I'm wrong on that, but it seems like that the starts have been the problem, and they've been able to finish kind of strong. So. Yeah, you know, playing by that logic, uh, we're in for a good a good a good finish you would hope, but like maybe said, maybe they're, that's they're, it. they're in better shape than they are last year <laughs> maybe, than they were last year.
1: Maybe that's it. That they they always end up finding their groove right when when football ends.
0: Mm-hmm. they're and so, busy watching all the football
1: well, well so then by the time the next so they play really well and then by the time the next season rolls around and you know you get excited for the team and maybe they don't get off to a great start or maybe like right now they 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 fall into a little bit of a hole even though a lot of people aren't paying attention the pundits are going wait I thought the Hornets were good When I thought they were they were great because they saw them you know when, when football ended right maybe and there's say, some oh, recency DJ. bias
0: MJ, he'll never do it.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen any MJ MJ <clears throat> ownership hot takes. And <clears throat> and with, with Frank Kaminsky uh, struggling the way he is, they're they're ripe for the picking. But oh, too much attention for Kimba Walker. That's a good thing. Kimba distracting yeah. uh his his amazing performances have distracted from uh some of the deeper existential questions that we have on this team, which is like, you know, can this this is the toughest question in my mind that anyone could ask me is you know the hornets have invested they spread out a lot of money for the, the starting five that they have on the team right now and can that starting unit really ever be counted on to contend for the eastern conference
0: uh
1: well the the, the thing is they they made bets that that certain guys are going to find three point shots that certain guys are going to get more aggressive with their scoring that Cody zeller's ceiling hasn't been met yet i mean these are these are they're calculated risks, but they are mm-hmm. risks nonetheless
0: I mean I don't see how you can look at that even if everyone hits their ceiling and and that starting five and think that I mean not to say that they're not. Aspiring to that, but I mean, realistically, certainly not if everything maintains. Now, injuries on other teams—that's something that's gotta happen, I think, regardless. Okay. But I mean, you know, that the starting five. Let me counter, though. Eastern let me title.
1: let me counter, though, with this: it's yeah. certainly not built traditionally like you would think an Eastern Conference contender would be built. But we've seen them last season and this season go toe to toe with Cleveland, go toe to toe with. Uh, Toronto and Boston I mean and and San Antonio
0: Yeah you, but, could, I mean, you can't say about, that you couldn't say that 3 you couldn't say
1: that 3 seasons ago
0: No but we're talking about the leap from winning a playoff series which they just last year they won the first playoff game to winning the east I mean so that's a that's wow. a gigantic leap right
1: well, I'm not saying it happened I'm not saying it happens this season certainly <laughs> but I'm saying you know that's that, but the question is can this team ever can that core ever and I think once you talk um, about moving, maybe moving Marvin Williams to the bench eventually, sort of making him so an anchor core, yeah, on the bench. I
0: mean that, yeah, that still means you got to add another piece, right? So I mean, the core of what I guess you, I guess you'd say Batum, Kemba. I mean, would you say the four is the, the core? Is the four now?
1: Well, it sound, that sounds nice. The four is the sounds. core.
0: <laughs> they got to have another shot maker. To me, I mean, that's what we've talked about since the Heat series last year. So. That's what's separating them, I think, from from the upper echelon teams in the East.
1: I'm just ready for the Hornets to come back home. Portland, Toronto, Brooklyn, Washington, Golden State—five-game homestand from January 18th to the 25th. And I, I'm circling that Toronto game. I think that's the game where hopefully they will have Nick Batum back because he's he's already well, list- got
0: beat. They got to beat some of these teams. I mean, there's three teams at the top, right?
1: Yeah, I, I think that Toronto game. I, I sort of maybe I over. I think I over. I don't know if they've been playing great basketball. Somebody's probably going to correct me on that lately. I think maybe lately they've they've been trending a little bit down. So, but with Boston surging, Atlanta, it looks like they're going to keep Paul Millsap now. And yeah, what's up with that Atlanta? Well, listen, <laughs> that's a preview of Locked On Hornets Live. The All hell right. is that? That's our new segment that's going to be going live tonight. So you'll want to stick around for that because Atlanta is definitely on that list of teams we are extremely confused about. So stay tuned for that. All right. uh, Anything else you want to talk about, David, before we get out of here?
0: i'm just a, ready for more football yeah i'm just ready for more football though
1: yeah me too always yeah okay. more, bring it on we'll try to be let's angry, do two right? super bowls I, let's do let's best feel, of three on the super Bowl. i
0: feel twiggy maybe we'll try and get angrier maybe i tell you what twiggy stay tuned tomorrow <laughs> we'll see what happens in this rockets game
1: all right that's all the time we have for this edition of locked on hornets here on the locked on podcast network follow us on twitter at locked on hornets and here's one more push Make sure to join us tonight, 6 o'clock p.m., Locked On Hornets Live on YouTube. Join us in the studio. It's going to be a really fun time. Uh, We've got a lot going on in this show. Nick Denning from At The Hive will join us, and uh, we're going to have plenty of video. It's going to be a cool time. So join us, 6 o'clock p.m., youtube.com forward slash Locked On Hornets. Thanks so much for listening. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Beat the Rockets. Let's swarm Charlotte. So what if I like to stay up late and watch TV, don't blame it on caffeine and then